Welcome to Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so that you have the courage to live your best life. I'm Rebecca Mullen, a relationship coach living in Western Colorado, and today I'm going to help you and your sweetheart create a plan for handling conflict. During conflict, pressure builds. We say things we regret. Today we'll talk about a three-part strategy to help you invest in kindness rather than being right or wrong, as the case may be. Why is kindness more important than being right in your relationship? Here's a hopeful message. The things you're fighting about today will matter far less in 20 years, if at all. And here's a warning. The way you fight, and by that I mean the silent treatment versus open-hearted conversation or any other dysfunctional conflict pattern, the way you fight will determine the character of your relationship in 20 years. It feels like the crumbs on the counter are the most important thing in the world right now. I know. Believe me, I know. But I've talked to many people whose spouse has died, and they'd give anything to see the crumbs on the counter that their sweetheart left behind. Because crumbs would mean their sweetheart was still eating toast near them. When time passes, the details, like crumbs on the counter, matter less. Today's three-part strategy is, number one, to create a pressure relief valve that you agree on with your sweetheart. Step two is to create an emergency response plan. And the third one is a reconnection plan. You won't remember being right or wrong nearly as clearly as you'll remember how you treated your sweetheart when there were crumbs on the counter. Or how your sweetheart treated you. There are things that are unfolding in your life right now that that won't even make sense to you until years have passed. (laughs) I understood my husband and myself differently after 20 years of walking into my bedroom to see an unmade bed and being frustrated with my husband that he didn't make the bed. But 20 years later, I have a very different understanding about that unmade bed And I have an awareness of how frequently I treated my husband badly. After those 20 years, when I was capable of a different sort of conversation, I regretted that I hadn't been more kind in the past. And I don't want you to have this regret. That's why I created this trifecta tool. Now, while you gain understanding through the years of your marriage, each fight you have with your sweetheart is creating a template for the way you treat each other. How you resolve something matters more than the specific solution you find. You'll find things that you just don't agree about, but how you handle the tension of that disagreement creates the template for your relationship. Some people get really nervous with too much conflict, while others get nervous pausing a conflict. So make sure to envision all three elements of this 
kindness is more important than being right tool. Let's take it one by one. Okay, the pressure relief valve. Your water heater has a pressure relief valve. Typically, water enters the tank and gets heated up so that when you turn on your faucet, you get hot water. But there's only a limited amount of water that can enter the tank because when that water is heated, it expands. If too much water accidentally gets into your tank, the pressure relief valve is designed to let off excess steam. Otherwise, your water heater tank would just blow up from too much pressure. Your relationship needs a pressure relief valve so that when excess pressure is building, you don't blow up your relationship. Start by creating your own unique pressure relief valve. The pressure relief valve on your water heater wasn't made when your water heater was about to explode. No, someone put thought into that valve during a moment of calm So that safety was anticipated. Give your relationship the same gift. Create a pressure relief valve to use when a conflict is threatening to explode your relationship. For some of you, it's exceedingly difficult to pause a conflict before it's resolved. You feel nervous stopping a conflict because you haven't reached a resolution. But simply the discipline of being able to pause is helpful. The pause tells your sweetheart as well as the panicked part of yourself, that your relationship is bigger than this singular conflict. You're going to care for the big relationship by pausing this small conflict. Now let's talk about the emergency response plan. If there is a horrible catastrophe in our city, like a fire or an earthquake, there are dedicated help centers where people can go to regroup. We have a community center near our home that's dedicated to this purpose. I have actually met with the Red Cross officials to check that the showers, the potable water, and supplies there are in order just to make sure we are prepared in the event of a disaster. The Red Cross coordinator had a lovely little checklist that made it easy to be sure we were prepared. And you need a similar checklist for your relationship. You've called for a break with your pressure relief valve, and now we're going to identify those crucial things you need to deal with catastrophe. The catastrophe you're dealing with is not an earthquake, but an amygdala hijack. Identify things that calm your system and relax parts of your physical body that are in fight, flight, or freeze mode. Adrenaline rushing through your system is not going to help resolve your conflict peacefully. So the first thing I'm going to recommend is last week's episode about candle breathing. When you can get your breathing under control, you yourself will feel more in control. What are some other things that will help you calm down, though? Does it help you to take a walk? Or is it more helpful to you to take a shower? Maybe doing something with your hands, like cleaning the dishes or knitting, helps you to regroup. The purpose of your emergency response plan is to locate things that soothe you before you need soothing. Find that something, whatever it is for you, that will calm the amygdala part of your brain that just got triggered by your conflict. I recommend something sensual, something your body can feel. When you increase your heart rate with exercise, you literally blow off steam by breathing harder. 
You can feel the adrenaline of that amygdala hijack get discharged from your body. Water can help with that too. When you feel water against your skin, you are more awake to your senses. Your body has time to notice there's no impending danger. Another choice is to give yourself a total change of scenery. When you change your environment, you stop the pattern of escalation and you literally see things from a different point of view. Some of you get overwhelmed by conflict and the emergency response plan helps you to regroup. You can calm the frightened part of you that lost control. You can get your breath regulated. You flush the adrenaline out of your body. But for those of you who get nervous taking a pause before conflict is resolved, focus on giving your frightened sweetheart space. When you give your sweetheart space, you're creating a relationship template that's focused on meeting each person's needs before solutions are explored. This approach magnifies the tenderness you offer to each person and diminishes the penchant to find a correct solution that one person is right and the other person is wrong. That allows you to create a template of kindness more so than being right and making your sweetheart wrong. As you take your break with your pressure relief valve, after you've calmed your own body, try imagining the conflict from your sweetheart's point of view. See if you can articulate your sweetheart's position. Some of you need a break during conflict, and for others, that break is terrifying. When you know when you'll talk again, it's easier to pause. And that's why the reconnection plan is so crucial and needs to be decided before the break begins. We'll look at that next. Now, create a reconnection plan. That's the third part of the strategy for kind conflict. Some people get panicked when there's a break, even a planned break in a relationship. That's me. I'm afraid of divorce, so any break used to make me very, very nervous. But when you have a reconnection plan, it calms that fear. Yes, you'll take the break, but there will also be a time to regather, and you get to know how and when that will happen before the break begins. This is the safety net that will hold your relationship together even as you take a break. At the same meeting, when you establish your pressure relief valve and your emergency response plan, develop your reconnection plan. So you have all three elements of the kind conflict formula. There are a few elements that I believe make for a strong reconnection plan. Number one, Pause long enough to lose yourself in another activity. This allows you to reset your amygdala. Don't pause so long as to cause perseveration, though, because fear will return. Third, create an agreed meeting place. Fourth, touch. Studies show that touch softens conflict and speeds resolution. And lastly, purposefully begin the conversation differently. Each person demonstrating they've considered their sweetheart's point of view. You know, we all want to avoid conflict if we can. Since some measure of conflict is inevitable, though, when you live together, it's kind and tender to your relationship to have a plan in place for how to deal effectively with conflict. 
My hope for you is that as you handle conflict tenderly and with kindness, the trust in your relationship will be fostered and a deep intimacy will grow. You will not always have clarity or you and your sweetheart will be clear that you have differences of opinion. This trio of tools to create kind conflict allows you to be kind and loving even when you don't understand why something is hurting, like why it is that your sweetheart just can't manage to clean up those crumbs. To mitigate the damage from conflict and to foster connection instead, this week's habit for your happily ever after is to build the three parts of your relationship's kind conflict pause button. First, create a pressure relief valve. Create your pressure relief valve during a moment of calm. Decide on a phrase or a gesture that can be your signal. Agree that when either of you uses this phrase or gesture, your unique pressure relief valve, that the conflict gets paused no matter what. So at my house, I just put my hands together in a T to make the timeout symbol. That's our symbol. Right now, think about what you would like to have as a pressure relief valve. Is there a word you want to say? A gesture you want to use? The next, try creating an emergency response plan. Create a checklist for yourself that calms you. List three things that you know for sure help to calm your nervous system. Maybe you like to shoot baskets in the driveway or do a big scrub of a bathroom. Maybe it helps you to go run an errand. What are the three things that you know help calm you down? Articulate those to your sweetheart. And lastly, Create a reconnection plan. In the same way that you've agreed to pause and to part ways for a bit, now agree how you're going to come back together. When you have a reliable reconnection plan, it helps ease tension for people who are nervous to pause conflict before it resolves. So how long is a good pause for you? I recommend at least an hour, but I don't recommend pausing for days. Some people find it's easier to go to sleep and restart the next day after a good night of rest. What's good for you? Do you, will you get nervous if you go to bed upset? Agree where you will meet at the appointed time and agree to touch. Maybe you hold hands. David and I sit with our feet in each other's lap. Agree to seek understanding rather than just proving that you're right. Take a moment to articulate a reconnection plan that sounds good to you. Like maybe something like, we'll break for two hours, then we'll meet on the turquoise couch, hold hands, and try to articulate things from the other person's point of view. You know that I love being included in your life. So text me at 970 970- 2104480 and let me know about your kind conflict plan. How do you calm yourself? Is it hard for you to pause a conflict? When are you most tempted to care about being right more than about being kind? And how can you change that? That's it for today. 
I'm Rebecca Mullen, and this has been Habits for Your Happily Ever After, where we get clear about your marriage communication. Because when your relationships are strong, you're better able to concentrate at work, reduce conflict at home, and receive support for your dreams so you can have the courage to live your best life. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd be grateful if you'd send a link to your friend. Habits for Your Happily Ever After is produced by Grace Smith. All our music and sound comes from Walk West Productions. I'm Rebecca Mullen. Thanks for including me in your relationship today.